Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm Jody King and this is a this is a real treat for me personally today because in today's episode, my special guest is the one, the only uh, Don Barton, and she is my sister, and um, she's a total badass. You are going to love her. Um, so welcome, Dawn. Uh, you're not in any way prejudiced, are you? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to do this. Me, me too. Um, so before we got on here, Don and I were both saying that uh, we were just a little nervous to do this because we love each other so much. We have such natural banter and yet this is such a formal sort of you know thing to do but um we are the funniest two people we know when together i mean there should be stages and potentially you know recorded because the, the content is so good but now that it's recorded it just feels so nerve-wracking i know i know We're, it's all gonna be fine so welcome i'm so glad you're here there is actually a reason that you're here i mean i know we we talk to each other all the time but the the reason i wanted um you guys to know and love and learn about dawn um is because she is a best-selling award-winning author and she's just come out with her second book um, called My Midlife. Well, it's not my, right? Midlife Battle Cry. It was originally my Midlife Battle Cry, and they dropped the my. So there you go. Okay. Your set was right on. Yeah. Well, I feel like it is my Midlife Battle Cry because when I was reading it, I was like, this is so my story. And I think so many of, of, our listeners' story, especially as women. Um, so can you tell us, tell everyone, uh, first of all, your first book, um, yeah, like we said, it was a, a bestseller, award-winning author. Um, what made you want to write this book? Well, I don't know that I've ever actually wanted to write at any particular day in my life. <laughs> I am not a natural writer. I don't make lists. I don't journal. It just, um, it's something I definitely have to continually work at. It's a skill that I, I work at. My editor once told me, you're an author, not a writer. A writer finds joy out of the written word. You do not. <laughs> um, and, you know, the first book came about, I had a 30 year uh, career in sales and marketing, successful career. And, and I acknowledge I've fully acknowledge I sound cuckoo-cuchoo when I say this part of the story, but I had a dream. God called me to write a book. And that next day I Googled, how do you write a book? Um, you know, that's funny because God usually just calls me to go to the bathroom Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> He's been calling called... me to do that a lot. <laughs> you get called to write a book, I get called to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
but I, it was a calling to take a massive leap of faith. And I did know what I was doing. Um, and I truly did. Um, I did know that I was being called to it. I left everything that I knew. Everyone thought I was insane. Took this leap of faith to write. But I also, I was smart enough to invest and to find people that were experts in the area, right? Um, I took courses. I went to conferences. I joined masterminds. I did the whole thing to to fine tune this skill of writing. I mean, if I'm going to be called into it, he didn't unfortunately give me um, a color coded spreadsheet, which is what I actually needed of the next steps. But I feel like the calling was just to take the next step, and so I was protect, proactive the whole way. And then it came out and it became a bestseller. It was this great story. But then I went into this, like, uh, let's call it a midlife crisis. You know, I was in between it coming out and being done, had a huge pity party, which I am, I might be the single greatest person for throwing pity parties. No one throws them better. No one ever attends. I don't know. (laughs) No one attends my pity parties, unfortunately, which is a darn toot and shame. But um, had a pity party. I felt forgotten. I felt invisible. I felt like I was too old. I felt like the old, you know, racehorse that had been put out to pasture. And uh, I, I started talking to my friends and it's not a feeling, uh, you know, you too. Uh, it's not a feeling that is was unique to me. And I started to fight my way through it and from it birthed the book, Midlife Battle Cry. So that's a, that's a long answer to your question. You talked about how you just had this calling that you felt a a little bit forgotten. Like, what do I do now? And I feel like there's, um, there's so many, like you said, so many women out there and especially, you know, a lot of my audience are artists and a lot of them are women. And I would say like 75% of them are women who just also at this point in our life, it's like, I don't know if it's because we have a little more mental space because our kids are older. Mm -hmm. Um, and because, you know, a lot of those things we were, you know, we checked a lot of things off the list, but we have this capacity now or almost this craving to create and to give back. And for us, it's artists who are are painting for you. It's writing. I mean, you are, Mm -hmm. I know you're an author, but that technically makes you an artist, you know? So (laughs) So when you, um, when you are talking about, um, doing this, I'm thinking about the women out there and the artists out there that are, that are thinking, well, who am I, who am I to start this at this point in my life? Did that ever happen for you about, you know, who are you to now start writing and, and doing this work? I'm going to flip it a little bit. And I thought, who am I? to stop. Meaning, if you think about things, we are literally the best we've ever been. Like our boobs are not in this upper part of the arm is for sure not. But every in this, I don't know what that is. You don't really have this. I had this. For I don't those, know what that is for those of you that can't uh, they are listening to this on audio, she's talking about that little thing. That reverberating neck chin. thing. <laughs> but um, I started thinking about more experiences than this is literally the best we've ever been. We've learned more. We've loved more. We failed and gotten back up more. Um, we've done all the things which thereby makes us the best we've ever been. So why on earth would this be the time 
that we would pull back. And we do. We naturally, for some reason, be it society or whatever, we start to pull back. And when we have the most to say and the most to create and the most to give back, we pull back and we hand the microphone over to a 20 some odd year old who doesn't even know like what a chin hair is. This is just not our time. So I just started thinking about if this is, if I have the most to give that I've ever had to give, why pull back now? And I, and I didn't, it was the beginning of a conversation and I didn't necessarily have the answer, but I knew just mathematically I've had, I've done more than ever before. Why would I ever pull back? So I think that it's about, you're not called to live half your life and stop. You know, it's just not, it's not the way of the world. You know, God doesn't say, thanks so much for coming. Here's your ticket. We'll call you when your time's up. Sit over there and watch some Netflix. It's just not, we are meant to go full out to the very end of our days. So be that our creativity, our giving back, whatever it is, just go, just do the thing now, right? Oh my God. Yes. I feel like I just want to bang the drums on this for sure. Yes. You know, because I, um, as you know, I had a really pivotal, you know, horrible uh, event, you know, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad divorce. I don't know any of them that are not, honestly, but this happened at 50. And at 50, I was like, oh, snap. Um, You know, I've just spent more than a decade out of the workforce, um, you know, giving back for sure to my family. But now it's I, I it's time for me to have my own uh, go time. What do I want? What do mm-hmm. I want to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I did. I pulled on all of the resources that I had for years. Um, my entrepreneurial experience, and for sure, I'd been an artist for so long, and so I knew it was going to be around being an artist, but I didn't quite, like, I knew I needed to do it. And I, I, there is something also kind of magical about being this age and feeling like time's, time's up. <laughs> like uh, Brene Brown says it so good. I don't know if you've heard her say this, but she says something happens to women in, in their midlife where the universe takes us by the shoulders looks us dead in the eye and says, I'm not fucking around anymore. Like it's now, right? And I love that. And so to me, midlife battle cry is the way you speak to it and you empower us as women to don't stop, put your foot on the pedal. Yeah. Well, and I think even before we put our foot on the pedal, there is a little bit of, I acknowledge, and I think we're supposed to dive in a little bit deeper and kind of figure out who we be, because I'm, you know, and you've heard me talk about it before. I had to start with like, what's my favorite color? As stupid as that sounds, I was so out of touch of, with who Don Barton was just figuring that out. And I remember uh, wanting to paint, like starting to do, I was just this, this need to find who I was. And a lot of that was from creative pieces in life. And uh, I love that you talk about that in the book. You talk about um, like a a simple thing Mm -hmm. of walking into your closet and looking at everything there and going, wait, when did I, what is it? You talked about it uh, like uh, from the Adams family, what Morticia, I think you said, (laughs) when did I become Morticia? (laughs) It looked like a page out of Sophie's Choice, you know, it's just like black, gray, taupe, 
and white. And I love color. Like the color you have on right now is literally this coral color. It's my favorite color in the world. And I just thought, what happened? Where was the day where you decided that you wanted to dress in a way that you hid a little bit more instead of standing out a little bit more? Mm -hmm. And I just thought, no more. I'm just done. No more. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's this empowerment of crossing the line of like hail to the no H A I L, you know, hail to the no, no more. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm going to redesign and, and, um, I'm just going to become the woman who I truly am not even for anybody else, not for kids, not for husband, not for jobs or anything, but who I want to be. Exactly. So can I go back to something you touched on, um, just a few minutes ago, you said, uh, okay, if I'm going to do this, I better figure out what the hell I'm doing. You may not have said hell, but I better figure out what I, what the heck. <laughs> We're a little different. I promise not to cuss uh, on on John. The F word. Did John John tolerates my my sailor mouth? Um, but anyway, you you touched on how you know if I'm going to do this, I better figure out what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like so many artists are as well. Um, you know, I better better figure out what I'm doing, which is, you know, what we're doing right now. I have Studio Elite, which is my highest touch um, program, most intimate program where I help artists. I I walk them through in in a more intimate way, how they can take this passion that they have and turn it into a thriving business. You did something similar, you know, Mm -hmm. like what you were talking about. You, can you talk about a little bit about what you did again? Well, I think that, uh, I don't know, for one reason or another, and uh, women tell themselves the story that we aren't deserving of the ultimate of something, right? That we don't, um, I, I remember, I think it was my age, thank goodness at this stage in life that just said, no, you actually invest in the things, right? Because I really was, I remember the days where I wouldn't invest and therefore I took so much longer to get to the end result. I mean, literally like I added a year, I'll never forget. I added probably a year onto my career for this one thing I didn't do. Um, and so it just, I guess I'm old enough now that I've just learned the lessons. Like I'm worth the investment um, and I'm worth chasing it. And, and that's how I felt. I'm worth chasing it. A part of me was like, for a moment, I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of ego there. There was like, <laughs> I'll figure this out. I got this. How hard can it be? And I needed, I needed the experts to tell me, hey, Dawn, like you begin writing a first person, and then you go to third person. Like, oh, okay. Okay. So that's like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> or like you begin talking about something and you never come back to it. And again, I was like, oh, so you're not reading my mind, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, and just, um, just having, you know, like just the, incredible women around me um, to guide me and to teach me, but the willingness for the first time in my life, I was willing. So I think that's why it went so much better. I knew to fight for it. I knew to go for it. I knew to do the things. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. And I see the results. I see it in my own life when I have invested in myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was thinking the first time I did this, I, I invested in a program and I mean, it was high ticket, like high, high, ticket. I remember. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing that? 
I know. I, I could hear you. You didn't say it, but you're like, dumbass. But yeah. <laughs> Are you sure I didn't say it? Because I feel like I probably could say it. <laughs> I think you, I think you may have said it, but yeah. it was um, but it was go time. I didn't have I like you didn't have the I didn't time. have yeah. the time. I yeah. had a very short window where I needed to make this work, and I swiped that credit card with my hand shaking. Yeah, and um, and that year alone, uh, I increased my revenue over a quarter million dollars. Now yeah. I'm not saying that every person does that, but I I feel like the people that do the most are the ones yeah. that have not a lot of choice and also just feel like it is like they are so committed to it. And I saw you do that. I saw you with your commitment to your first book mm-hmm. and the people you surrounded yourselves with. Um, and then, uh, and I've seen you doing what you're doing now with this book, which is it's just going so well. I can't wait for everybody go to um, go get Midlife Battle Cry, especially if you're a woman that's like, what what now and what do I have to offer? Do that. But can I just read a quote that you, uh, from your book real quick? Only um, if it's really good and profound. Yeah. <laughs> Is any, it's, isn't it all really good and profound? You can just pick any line. Yeah. It's just all so good. <laughs> But you were you were talking about how you were a little surprised that it was it was so successful, right? That that the results of your book were. And you said one of the most unexpected revelations I had during that journey was that this didn't happen despite my age. It happened because of my age. And right. I'm gonna be the double nickel soon. You know, 55. Actually, when this podcast comes out, I will have already turned 55. And that is um, so old. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just wait. (laughs) I hate that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So, um, so I, I, that line really, really spoke to me. And in fact, it spoke to me so much that I feel like I just need to write it on a post-it note and stick it on my mirror because, um, self-doubt is so much a part of, it continues to be part of my journey. Um, so, um, what is it that you would say to any woman, any person really that is struggling with fear and self-doubt and the, who am I to do this? Because I know that that had to have happened for you, especially when, no, you, that's, when that's you never people. personally happened for me, but um, <laughs> again, I hate that for you. <laughs> I don't know a single woman who does not exist on a continual basis of self-doubt. It's, it is how we are wired. We are wired to feel we are, you know, we are wired emotionally and unfortunately, the self-doubt is something that plagues all of us. And certainly as we get older, what, but what's really great about it is that we also gain a whole lot of wisdom as we get older um, to combat that a little bit more. It makes us be better at the things that we're jumping into in the season of our life. You know, um, I talked about, I think that in our minds, we have this invisible line and to the left of it are all of the great things in our lives. So it's all the blessings that have happened. That's our kids, that's our careers, that's all the things we've done, right? And we cannot wrap our heads around the fact 
that on the opposite side of the line, it would be equally full of miracles and blessings and all of the greatness, right? But the reality is it is, it 100% is. And if you live life in such a way that it's stopping on fear, oh my gosh, how sad would that be, right? How sad that, that all of the great gifts that would be, I don't think we get all of our gifts like it, like here's year 21 to go ahead and open all those little puppies up, sis, you know, at all. I didn't figure out that I was a, uh, the, not only did I love it, but I was actually pretty darn good at speaking until I was in my forties. I didn't publish my first book till I was in my fifties. And actually for this podcast, I went and I started Googling, uh, famous artists and ages. And I will tell you that the majority are all after 40, not before 40. So how sad, how heartbreaking to think we would stop because of fear. I say a really brilliant line in the book somewhere that sounds something like uh, how it must, uh, how sad it is that we would sacrifice our dreams on the altar of our fears. You know, mm-hmm. it said much better in there because it got edited and some, you know, at, people added great things to it, but, um, cause that's the way it goes, <laughs> but it is, it just breaks my heart that at this point, you know, like run the race, go full out, do the thing for, uh, for the love of Pete, do the stinking thing. Right. And, and you have all, all that it takes. You may not have everything it takes to go to the finish line today, but you certainly have what it takes to do the next step. I didn't know how to take a book full process, I, but I did know how to put a pen to paper, you know, um, it, and, and I wasn't called to know the exact step of what would happen month after month, you know, with agents and publishers and all that kind of stuff, but I knew to write. So, uh, you know, for those in your audience, create, like do the thing, do the next step that you have control over and take leaps of faith continually, not like one time, like keep doing it and push yourself and push yourself and push yourself. Oh, I love that. I love that. Preach, preach. Uh, Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's just like start, just start. Mm -hmm. One thing that um, people say to me all the time is, you know, how do I, I'm just so afraid of putting myself out there. I'm so afraid Mm -hmm. of putting my, my art out there. I'm so afraid of putting my, because it's like your, um, this book is very personal. Your, your first book, um, laughing through the ugly cry was very personal. I mean, you really turned yourself inside out for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm like, you're such an artist. You're such an yeah. artist. And you have to, I feel like in order to make your best work, I right. say in the most powerful work, I call it honest art. That's what you have done with both of your uh, books. I'm claiming this one as a bestseller also because I know um when, you know, when people get this in their hands, they're going to want to give it to their friends, their sisters, you know, they're, you know, to, um, to encourage them to not, you know, just to embrace this season of their life as the best yet. Do you know, at the time of this recording, um, the Oscars had just taken place. So not, you know, a few weeks ago, the Oscars and, and, uh, all of the women that won Oscars were, in, I would say, I want to say over 50, it might be in the forties, but it was over this, 41. Yeah. This season of life. So it's like, it, it is go time in a way that it has, it's like, it, it's never been before, but you, in your book, you talk about how 
like you just said, there's, it's like we believe there's this piece of paper and this invisible, you know, or this line in the middle of it. And everything that happens on the left side of that line is before 50, you know, or before midlife, yeah. right? And we think, oh, that's where all the good stuff is. And then we may have one or two cool things that happen yeah. after that line, right? That's Maybe. Just, yeah. Such bullshit. Really, the best, the best season of my life is right now. I remember, um, I want to tell your not your audience, because I think this is really important. On the day of mediation for your divorce, I was there um, and we were at a hotel and you had on a pair of white jeans and your butt looked amazing. So I think that's really important to say that even though the day was bad, your body was not. Um I think the world needed to know that. Um, but you know also, what? I start my book. My book is, is started that day with you, and I and I did not put that story in there because I'm just writing that for the first time. Well, there you go. Well, the edits are not done yet, sis. You can go back and add that sucker in. There you go. You know, um, people asked me when writing the first book, was it really therapeutic to write? Um, and just a real quick, the first book, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've lost a child. I've been raped and the guy was caught. I've had stage three cancer. My husband's an alcoholic, but yet uh, all kinds of stuff as many people have, um, difficult lives. But, um, they said, was that so therapeutic to be able to write that? And I was like, no, it was so hard, but in order to get a great workout, I had to go to a level that was so deep and so hard to be able to deliver a very real, honest experience to the end reader. So it's the same thing with the art. You got to go, that stuff is hard to do, but the end result is beautiful when it's done. Absolutely. It makes it so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Well, um, Don Barton. <laughs> Jody King. <laughs> uh, where can people find your book, first of all? Uh, wherever books are sold, I'm happy to say, um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, every, everywhere that, that books are sold. And if you have trouble finding it there, just go to donbarton.com. Yeah. I'd love that. And where, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Instagram. I am most active and I actually do respond. It's me. And it's Don R. Barton. Now, and I like to just reiterate, it's Don R, you know, like a like a sailor, R. Barton. So it's Don. not Don Barton, it's Don R. Barton. Okay, not to be confused with just the regular old darn Don Barton. I can't even say Correct. that. It's regular old. Don Barton. <laughs> I know. See, I'm slurring because I haven't anything to drink today. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, when I recorded my audiobook, I, it took me a good triple the time because he kept saying, you're slurring and you talk too fast. So we do that apparently naturally. You know what it is? It's because our brains are going faster than our mouths can keep up with. Mm -hmm. We we're can't help. Brilliant. We're just, we're just we brilliant. Help. We're so brilliant. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> well, I feel like I could talk to you forever and, um, and you're, you're just fabulous. And the work that you are putting out in the world is so needed and so necessary. Uh, a personal thank you for writing Midlife Battle Cry, because um, I so believe in this and I've experienced it myself. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Am I allowed to tell that we changed the names for the innocent uh, for one story? Tell, can I say? You can tell what remember story what, you want. Do you remember what name you picked? No. All I'm going to say is that when you read the book, 
and you come across Candy. That's the name you picked. Candy may or may not be Jody. Oh, for me? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my name, Candy. There's a story that legal made me change, which now I probably just negated. I'm going to get sued. But, uh, but yeah, Candy. That's me. To, That's me in the book. It's you. <laughs> it wasn't, legal didn't change it because of us. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've changed a lot of names in my book. Let me tell you. <laughs> A lot of the names, not, not to protect the innocent, but, but to protect the assholes. Well, and sometimes I'm changing the name just to protect my own skin because they're going to kick my butt when they figure out I wrote it. You're right. So it's really to protect me. Oh, the life of an artist. We got uh, to create honest art. All right. I change the name sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you, Don Barton. I love you, Jody King. <laughs> Thanks for doing this today. Uh, so everybody, head on out to get uh, Midlife Battle Cry by my sister, Don Barton. Thanks for listening. And just a heads up, applications are now open for the next cohort of my high-touch mastermind experience for artists called Studio Elite. It's a six-month program that begins in the middle of July. It's limited in size as I work closely with each artist because let's face it, every artist is unique. The program includes weekly group coaching, monthly training, one-on-one coaching, art critiques, and an incredible community of supportive artists. Plus, and this is the best part, an exclusive in-person retreat with me and my team to mastermind and grow your art biz. If you'd like to apply for the program or just to learn more, click the link in the show notes and I'd love to see you there.